Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Rangers Women's Supporters Group podcast. As always, I'm joined by Alan and Kath. How are you doing? Very good. Doing we're good. Bit, we're all a bit tired, to be honest. <laughs> it's been a long weekend, but it's been a good weekend. And we'll work back at Ibrox this week, so we'll just get straight into things. We started off fairly similar, similar to last week. We had Fife and Goals, McLaughlin, Hill, Doherty, Cleary, Cornet, McLean, Hay, Rowe, Hardy and Hewitt and a returning Lizzie Arnott on the bench, Alan. What did you make of the team? Good to see Lizzie back. Very good to see Lizzie back and uh, a surprise. We only found out she was back in training yesterday and then she's on the bench today, which was a bonus. Uh, obviously didn't see her back on the pitch, but... Just having a backer in the team is is definitely a bonus. And if anybody's watched uh, Joe's interviews pre and post match, she's talking about how it's been good to sort of slowly drip people back into the team, which doesn't leave us too many still on the injured list right now. Yeah, we're going to get that strength and depth car. And we had Jane Ross at the Edmonton House. Talk about her recovery as well, so she doesn't seem like she's too far away from it either. No, we're finally at a point where we've got more healthy players and injured players, which is a nice place to be at. But I said before the game, I don't think Lizzie will play, and, and she didn't end up getting a chance to come on. But we didn't really need her today, to be honest. Like the strikers did all that they needed to do, and you know, defenders chipped in as well. So I was fairly comfortable with the squad, I wasn't. Overly happy that Jenna had started, but I feel like that's becoming a common occurrence these days. But she didn't really do much wrong. There's a few things in there that I would like to see nipped out of her game. But overall, a very strong squad and a, a happy me. And everyone, I think, we think we're all quite happy with the, the team that was out. Yeah, I think so. So for all, it was a strong team, Alan. We kind of came out and were a bit stuttering. Again, I think they kind of let the occasion get to them, and it was just about yeah, stuffy thirty minutes. Hibs had a few chances, we had a few chances, but nobody was getting the upper hand. It's a wee bit probably what you say, maybe the occasion getting to players, but it's been a part of the last couple of games where we've not started particularly well. It's something that Joe and Jail definitely need to work on. We won't get away with that all the time and we certainly won't get away with starting slow and pensive next week which we'll go on to talk about but we, we kept working hard even though it wasn't really coming off and it was just you felt a matter of time before it eventually clicked and we started breaking hips down yeah Kat, was a surprise that we kind of were kind of slow to start because we have had a few games there at ibrox now over the last couple of seasons. So were you surprised at how slow we started? Were you expecting us to come out firing, considering the recent results? Yeah, I thought we would come out quite kind of overbearing on Hibs, just because we tend to have that effect on them, and they've been struggling a little bit the last couple of weeks. So there were spells of really good play, really nice, quick passing, good movement, and then all of a sudden we couldn't find the player to get the pass to. People weren't in the right places, so it was just it's a bit slow and kind of tepid almost. And then we got that first goal, and that really just kind of opened us up to go on and 
smash hips for lack of a better word but we need to work on that we really do need to come out firing get an early goal because i think once we get the goal it settles down the team so i think we just need to work on getting that early goal and then we'll we'll be all right yep so alan we had our first goal on 31 minutes so and it was crushed to hit it and she had a really slide you love to see it yeah i, I think players partly enjoy playing at ibrox because they can it's a bit more forgiving to go in these slides or uh, good goal by Kirsty. Or uh, just took that well. It was quite quite a common theme in the game that we were getting frustrated. We were taking far too many touches before getting a shot away. But Kirsty McLean laid the ball off to Kirsty Howitt, who took a shot early, beat the keeper in the near post, and keeper obviously didn't have a particularly good game. It was very sort of hit and miss, but she'd been caught out there at the near post and. Kirsty's got us off in fire. I think it's a bit of an understatement saying their keeper didn't have a very good game. I don't think she was even in the game. I think she was backed in the waterway as soon as she got subbed off at half time. So we're 1-0 up. It was crushed to how it. And then after that, the kind of goal started coming. Second was only a few minutes later. Rio Hardy, another goal, doing what she does best. Yeah, Kirsty takes a shot. The keeper kind of spills it almost, doesn't get a hand on it, but uh, Rio just pounces on it and smashes it home. And th- I think that's what I want to see. I want us following up on shots. Second ball, Jenna would scream at them all from the back of the pitch. So it's nice that we were doing that today and we did, you know, capitalise on that on a couple of occasions today. So, you know, Kirsty had numerous goals today, but her assists, her balls and everything was just really on form today. And I hope that can continue going forward because she looks like she's at her peak now and hopefully that will just keep going. Alan, we spoke about Rachel Rowe like, last week, how good she was and she was everywhere today. But I think she was desperate to score, but as she'd said herself, she couldn't have bought a goal today, but she was certainly trying. Definitely, and, and and you could sense that desperation. She really wanted to get involved in the score. Uh, I think it was it was clear it was a game. There was plenty of goals there for us. I think if you sort of look at a Hibs team, it's missing the experience of Joel Murray and Siobhan Hunter at the back. You're going to be able to get a Hibs team missing that experience at the back. But I just think we were struggling to quite get in the positions to take the shots. Where it was Rachel Rowe, Kirsty Howitt, Real Hardy, even Chelsea, Rogan, was just taking an extra touch, taking an extra touch, trying to get into a posi- better position. And, you know, Rachel Rowe was everywhere in the park, but just couldn't really get a clean shot and goal. Yeah, but then her third goal came again from Kirsty Howitt. She was just, everything she was touching the day seemed to actually be going in for a change car. Yeah, it was a nice ball in from Brogan. It was nice to see her back and kind of getting back up to speed as well. And again, the keeper kind of spills it and Kirsty's there to, to fire at home. And you couldn't have got an easier first half in terms of goals. Had we put more balls in to that area, I think we probably could have been four or five up by half time because... The keeper just wasn't having a great first half and I don't think she even came out for the second half, to be honest. I think they subbed the keeper at that point, which, you know, you don't want to make light of that situation, but also they've made that decision that she 
that wasn't good enough and she wasn't and we've capitalized on that so i think that's we need to keep doing that focus on if the keepers having a bad game just put the ball in there and then things will come off for us i think it's fair to say as well that the keeper did seem to get a few knocks where players diving in so possibly could have been an injury but we'll take all the goals we can get so happy days so we went in three nil up at half time alan were you Fairly happy with the, the way the first half ended. After sitting at 30 odd minutes and being nil nil, I, I don't think we could be too unhappy at getting three nil at the break. We definitely upped the tempo as the half went on and getting three nil at the break and looking to come out and, and build on that in, in the second half after taking the break. Came out in the second half and we bit a slow start, but it didn't take us quite so long to get into a rhythm. Yeah, but it didn't take long for Kirsty Howitt to get our hat trick cash. That was 53 minutes and a hat trick was in the bag. Yeah, it was a lovely ball in from Rio, who was down on the right, plays it in, and Kirsty just kind of. I don't know, she makes a great run because she starts it, get, lays it off. And then runs in at the kind of front post. I don't know, my, my terminology is not quite up to scratch here. We do apologise. But it's just a lovely ball in and she's just buzzing. You can see how happy she was for getting the hat-trick. And everybody around her was just buzzing as well. I thought she was going to do another knee slide, but she decided not. And just the traditional jump up and down. But it's just, it was so nice to see her, how happy she was you know, getting that goal because she was making all the runs and laying it off a lot of the time. She wouldn't take the shot on herself. She was laying it off to other people to try and get them to score. So it's nice that she was getting her rewards from everyone else. Definitely. And then two minutes later, we got a goal from Cathy Hill. Alan, it was really great to see that Cathy finally got, well, that's two weeks in a row, actually, she's got in the mm-hmm. score sheet, but obviously we were doing a read at Pink fundraiser today, so Obviously, it's a special, special thing for Cathy. So it was really great to see her getting on the score sheet on such a special day for, for her and for ourselves. Well, definitely. Uh, the combination of uh, the sort of campaign to raise awareness for a charity and all the team were wearing the pink wrist tape, you know, and, and support of that. And that, that would have meant a lot, I'm sure, to Cathy. And the, the fact that she's actually scored at Ibrox as well. It's not just scoring on, on sort of this day when we're, we're sort of raising awareness for a charity, but she's managed to score at Ibrox and it was possibly the best goal of the game. She was still forward after a set piece and it was an absolutely brilliant ball in from deep from Rachel and Cathy's beat the offside trap, which is not really a phrase you'll, you'll hear often used on this podcast, but... She beat the offside trap in an absolute smashing header past the keeper. And it's, I think it will help her confidence massively, Car, because she's obviously had the games last season where she really wanted to win and results just weren't falling in her favour. So for her finally get a win plus the goals, will just she'll be buzzing for weeks on end with that. Yeah, definitely. I think as well, because she was like struggling with her, her nose, her knee and numerous different things, playing with the mask and that she's not quite as confident as she you know, could have been. So it's nice to see her, you know, scoring on 55 minutes might add. So 
all staunch Cathy getting a goal in 55 minutes at Ibrox must be kind of a dream come true for her. So it's just nice to see everybody bedding in and doing really well for each other. I'll just stick with you, Carr, because I know you want to talk about this one. Alan's saying goal of the game, Cathy Hill, but you might be saying it's Megan Bell. Beautiful free kick. I mean, it's an incredible free kick. We didn't know if uh, Megan or Tess was going to take it because she just curls it into the bottom corner corner. As if she does it every game, and it's just a superb free kick. And I mean, I think I'm tied on goal of the game between those two because the ball in from Rachel for that last goal for Cathy is just incredible as well. But to see Megan back scoring as well at Ibrox, she's staunch as well, so she'll have enjoyed that one. It's just so nice to see her back, and hopefully she can kind of get her place, not back, but share it equally and get more game time because she's kind of been struggling now that Rachel rolls back to get more game time in that midfield. Yeah, she's definitely going to be buzzing. They're all going to be walking on... (laughs) cloud nine for next week so then the final goal of the game came to Kirsty Howitt four goals, Alan played at Ibrox, I think she's nailed it I don't think any day could have went any better for Kirsty Howitt you know she's obviously grown up a supporter like like we have she's got the number nine jersey and she's tasked to score goals for Rangers and she's playing at Ibrox and scoring four goals um, as we were out, Hibs a typically difficult team for us to play against and as Carl said, we've absolutely smashed him Kirsty getting four goals, she'll be absolutely delighted with that She will indeed So uh, the Rangers 7 nil, and just as you say, just a fantastic day all round so we'll go with our players of the match I think Quite a few players could have been up for that, Alan, but who would you say would be your player of the match? Half shot would be on Kirsty. My player of the match will go to Cathy. thought she was excellent at back. Uh, I think considering we've made a big deal of how many goals we've been conceding. Uh, not necessarily the amount of goals, it's just the amount of games that we fail to keep a clean sheet in. Cathy read danger well, you know, she she pressed at the right times, she stepped in, won, won the ball, you know, she played the ball on, started a lot of attacks, and she led the line r- really well at the back and was supported well by Nick and Cathy in her side. A very good shout. What about you, Cath? Who are you going for? I mean, I think it has to be Kirsty Howitt. I think like, you can't go and score four go- four goals at Ibrox and not get player of the match. You know, she got the sponsored player of the match today and I think she, she deserves it from me as well. She was just outstanding. My only criticism was take more shots on. Stop trying to lay things off for other people and you'll probably get two hat-tricks in a game because she's, she's capable of it. So I think it's got to be Kirsty Howitt for me. Well, I think... For me, well, I think these are both very good shouts, but I think Rachel Rowe could be in with a shout. She was doing absolutely everything bar scoring. Rachel McLaughlin could be in with a shout. She's just absolutely fantastic for us. Jodie grew into the game. I think she was kind of started slow. I think the occasion kind of got to her at first, and then she grew into it. It was just absolutely phenomenal running up and doing that wing. So... And then Nick just does Nick things. Just, just like everybody was just once they kind of eased into the game, they just stepped up and it could it really could be anybody. But I think overall, it probably has to be Kirsty Howitt. 
for scoring all their goals. So as we touched on earlier, we obviously done a We're at Pink a fundraiser for breast cancer now. Mm-hmm. It was great to see so many people wearing pink and coming up chatting to us and obviously donating to the fundraiser. So far, we've raised £243 for breast cancer now. So they really appreciate that. We really appreciate it. You can still donate. We'll put the link into the um, sub- description of the podcast, obviously, of this podcast. Easy for me to say. And then, obviously, we're doing a little prize draw. So, Car, do you want to announce the winner of the prize draw? Yeah, so we just did it before we came on, and it was Stephen Wright who'd won, and the prize was a uh, one of the pink tasseled supporters group scarves signed by Kathy Hill. Thought it was very fitting to get Kathy to sign it, just you know how close it is to her heart, the organisation, everything that she'd been through with her mum. I thought it was very fitting to get her to sign it. We did think about getting everyone to sign it, but I thought it was just better just leave it at Kathy, and then. We'll get in touch with Stephen or he can get in touch with us and we'll get it shipped off to him or we can collect it at a game or whatever he wants to do to get it to him. But really do appreciate everyone donating and the amount of people today that came and bought badges from you and just said throw the rest of it in the donation was really nice. I really thought that was quite a, a fitting thing. People just willing to give their money to a great cause. Definitely. We really do appreciate it. Um, and I know Steve will appreciate that prize and it's a charity that's close to his heart so well done to Steve and obviously as Cash has contact us and we'll get that over to you or you can pick it up again uh, so we'll go to the loan review next and then we'll come back to next week's game because that might take a wee while to discuss <laughs> so for the loan review today Becca didn't play for Hamilton, I think she's maybe got a knock but I'm not sure um, Mason played 20 minutes in a 1-1 draw versus Montrose Jenna Ferguson was on the bench obviously Patrick played Celtic which made Megan started but they conceded, was it 3-0 Celtic? 3-0 finished uh, Lucy Edmund finally started Park won 3-0 so she started and got a clean sheet Who'd have thought it, eh? Well done, Lucy. Summer Laird was on the bench for Spartans, and what a game that was with 4 3 hearts in the end. So we'll check out the highlights for that one. And then Kayla Jardin played 70 minutes and scored in a 6 0 win versus Dundee United. So good to see, as always, them getting minutes, Alan, and some absolutely fantastic games. Definitely some great experience, but that's exactly what we want from the players. Kayla went to Marvel second half of last season, but my game time mostly off the bench. She's came back and started the season here. She's had game time off the bench, had some starts for us, and now she's gotten back to Motherwell, and hopefully she'll be starting a lot more games. And she's obviously getting game time with Scotland under 19s as well, so. The more game time Kayla and the rest of these these girls are getting, the better. You no, know, we talk about Lucy's taking a few weeks to get into that Queen's Park team, but they're flying high in the championship and when she's went in our, our first game, I believe, today, and she's kept a clean sheet in a three 0 win away from home. So 
they'll be under a bit of pressure as a team to beat down there, so that'll stand on good stead for coming back and challenging for us. Yeah, Kat, as we always say, it's good to see the youngsters get out and get game time because, as we said earlier, obviously Lizzie's going to come back, Jane's coming back, Lisa will eventually be coming back, so it's good to get them out and get some game time and spend time in different environments, get experience. Yeah. Yeah, it's always good being under different coaches because you'll learn different things depending on what way they play, you know, what the formations are, all that kind of stuff. So it's nice that they're just getting out, getting game time. And especially for Lucy, it must have been frustrating for her to go out alone and then sit on the bench for however long she was out away for. So it's nice for all of them to get some, some good quality game time as well, not just 10 minutes here and there. So really happy for that. You know, that goal, that game Motherwell had today, it's just incredible. If You know, if it wasn't for us, you know, winning 7-0, that would have been the game of the weekend, I think, because that is just incredible that they've managed to pull that off. But the whole league has become very competitive, like seemingly quite quickly, especially with, you know, how well Hearts were doing and then all of a sudden they draw with Montrose. And then today we were certain they were, you know, they weren't going to win it and they come back and win it 4-3. So it's just, it's great that the whole league's getting really competitive, but good for our girls to get more game time and then hopefully come back to us and absolutely smash it and get more minutes for us next season. Maybe yeah. a bias, we'll say, if someone was brought on for Spartans and added some calmness to that defence, he might have held on and got the three points. Well, maybe. maybe that's just our blue-tinted specs. <laughs> well, there's every chance because, you know, she, she has played some minutes for us and she's done really well, so you just never know. Eh? It's Scotland was under 19s, I want to say. We're also playing. 17s. 17s. Was it 17s? 17s. Because ah, otherwise, it would, yeah. <laughs> Ignore that. 17s, when we, Laura Berry scored uh, for them today. It was a 2 2 draw with Italy. So good experience for her. I think the other goal was Sophie Martin. Yeah. I believe so, uh, Laura Berry's also been captain in the 17s. She has been, yeah. So. Good, good for good experience for her, Kat. And we seem to have our youngsters being captain for Scotland quite a lot, so that says quite a lot about our academy, I think. It does, it definitely uh, shines a light on how good our academy is. And you know, we are all big fans of Laura Berry here, so it's nice for her to go and get a bit more experience elsewhere. And I think it's something to do with that group they've now qualified or something, they're up a league or something. I don't really understand how all this works with. The qualification stuff but i'd seen a tweet that it meant because they were third they'd cemented their place or something and qualifying us i don't know yeah i've briefly seen something but well I'll just i was just that's what i was just searching right it says place in the top three secures your place in league a once again for round two qualified so that's good 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 experience good that they're a bit there because there were four points that they got for their for the three matches so good experience good goals more experience for the youngsters so yep all good there and then obviously next week we are back in action we're away and it's to Celtic Alan. so it's Airdrie tickets are on sale via Adrianians if you want to part of your cash and Give it to that look. <laughs> what do you think the team's going to be like next weekend, Alan? Do you think there'll be many changes for today, considering how well we played? I'm not sure uh, if there'll be many changes. Uh, I think we'd probably be 
more comfortable on this podcast if we've a change in goals. You know, we've put ourselves under a lot of pressure in games by uh, passing it from the back. And I, I think we'll be punished if we give so many chances away next week. I, I do think we can take great comfort in the spread of goals across the team. I think we'll sort of need to go deep into the game next week to to win the game. And I think it will be necessary to have a contribution for more than just uh, 11 who start. I think the players that came on today, Carol, have kind of gave Joe a bit of a headache because obviously like Megan came on, scored, Tess came on, kind of calmed things down. So they've got such good strength and depth that Joe could put any 11 players out and you'd expect a good performance and result, really. Yeah, just hopefully we can go out and start strong and then continue strong the whole game because, you know, Celtic will find a way to get a goal deep into the game or whenever they need it and they're going to probably be right on top of us because they've signed a lot of quick technical technical players. So I think we need to be really on our A game. But, you know, from what some of the players have said, I think they're all very aware of what they need to do next week. So I think maybe they've had one eye on that you know, in these last couple of games and maybe taking the foot off the gas a little bit just to save some for for that game. But I think it, she'll probably go fairly strong. Maybe Libby Bance will start because she's very quick and I think she offers us quite a lot with her crossing ability. So maybe she'll start next week. But I mean, it's definitely a good headache to have rather than the short bench that we had before with, you know, a few kind of under-17s on the bench. It's nice to have a full flesh squad now and if Lizzie's at the point where she's ready to come back, maybe she could come off the bench next week and help us out if we need it. But it's just it's nice to have that problem, isn't it? Have so many good, talented players that you can pick from. Yeah, obviously, Alan, Celtic are very strong now as well. I think they're still, obviously, unbeaten in the league. They've only really lost to us in pre-season and then they got kicked out of Europe fairly quickly. But in the league, they have been very strong so we're going to need to kind of start quicker than we have been recently Definitely, I, I think making sure that we get into the game early I, I think if we start struggling to make passes early on we'll be in for us a, a long night, I think we saw last season we probably deserved to win the first game against them, probably deserved to win the first game against Glasgow City, but we drew both of them. We've drawn with Glasgow City this season. I, I just don't see any way we can afford for confidence in the team to fail to go to Airdrie and win on Sunday. This game's massive to how we develop this team. and It's a stronger team and squad is we've had in the last year probably with players coming back, players finding form and we need to make the most of this and go in against a team who clearly they're in good form as well but we need to go and take the game to them because player for player I think our squad's better. Yeah, so Car, obviously both teams are in good form so hopefully yeah thinking the score's going to go. Obviously, you want it to be in our favour, but do you think it's going to be... Because we've drew quite a few, so do you think we're definitely going to get the win? or? I don't know. It's a tough one, because I thought we had enough to get past Glasgow City, and we kind of stumbled a little bit there. So I'm 
mildly concerned that we might struggle, but the fact that we've had a few games under our belt now, we've got players back from injury, Rachel Rose back, she'll throw into tackles against them, I'm very sure, and all the rest of them, Nick, Rachel, Cathy, everyone will be well up for it. So I'm thinking it's either going to be a tight 2-1, not like you asked for my prediction, but a tight 2-1 or a 1-0, it's going to be very close, I think, but we need to be the one that's playing our game and not letting any passes go straight because they'll just jump on anything they can to get on top of us. Well, do you think that Alan's cars gave their score prediction? Do you think, do you agree or do you, you predicted a lot of goals today and we were like, all right, so what's your prediction? I'll go 3-1. I think it'll go very deep into the game and I think we might be able to get a goal to clinch it and just put some gloss on it when they're throwing everything at us. I'm going to be very conservative and just say one 0 Rangers. Too too many ghosts in the past for that. <laughs> These games, I'm not going that high. So, Alan, on the scores, do you want to just can I go over the score predictor this week? Yeah, I still to finish off doing the table, but by the time anybody gets to this point in the podcast, it will be up on the Facebook group. Uh, some of the higher scores we've seen in in a few weeks and. Car along with Gordon Hall, top scores for the week with 20 points. Montrose getting a point at Hamilton and Motherwell absolutely battered Dundee United were the two sort of results that threw up most problems for people, but a lot of people got most, if not all, results correct. A handful of correct scores in there as well, boosted some scores. So Give me two minutes and I'll be back on. But uh, I want you to talk about fantasy football. So we sent. No, uh, I think the fantasies, well, for the men, was the obviously happening this week because it was international duty. Um, the women's one was going, I've not actually had a chance to check how we've done, but I think Alan was fairly high up with that. How have you been doing it, Karen? You've been. Like it at the bottom, same as you mean? I am pretty much just at the bottom of everything apart from the uh, score predictor, which I've kind of got up there this week because of my the Montrose score really helped me with getting it that bang on a one one, so that helped me this week. But I mean, the fantasy football is definitely not my strong suit. I think I'll just stick to my day job and not try and capitalise on that because it's not been very good at all. But then it was the same last season when I had Ronaldo's captain for most of the season and he'd left at that point and I forgot to change it. So it's just the way that I am with these things. Maybe just need to get the kittens on because you seem to be doing all right with the scores. I don't have any money. Okay. Well, that's why, maybe that's why you need to start getting the kittens on and you'll be mad quids in. Maybe. Maybe. So say that we've not actually checked the women's uh, fantasy league yet, but I think it's probably going to be you up there doing your thing, and then Carl Lingard at the bottom, as always. Well, uh, some surprise results down down south as well. So yeah. some performances that will probably help people more than others. Uh, we'll have a wee, we'll have a wee check of that later. We've had so much to do, but um, 
Hi, well done to Cardo for the score predictors and Gordon. I think Gordon's coming back. Dark horse again. So I think if that's has done everything, we'll leave it there. Unless you have anything else to add. I mean, we're looking at new scarves. I don't know if we mentioned this last week. We're looking at new scarves and they'll be in the works fairly shortly, hopefully providing everything's sorted for the next coming days. So we'll, you know, get that posted out in the Facebook group and Twitter and that once they're around and organised. Maybe see if we can get something else to help with cold weather as well. Mm-hmm. We can get something out soon. Very, very soon. So if that's us, then we'll just wrap it up there. Thanks again for watching. We'll stick some things in the description, so check it, um, links and whatnot there. So as always, thanks to Alan and thanks to Kat. We'll thanks you to you. Thank you very much. <laughs>